All right, if you have your Bibles, open up to Proverbs chapter 1. just want to encourage you, if you have nothing to do on a Tuesday night, this Tuesday would be the night to come out to church. Every Tuesday is the night to come out to church for Christ City Prayer. But to come out tomorrow night to support the younger generation, they're going to be putting on their kids' production. I was once in that children's production. How many else were in that children's production growing up? All right, a few of us. Come out and support. If you're under 18, you get this massive candy bag at the end of the night. It's going to be a good time. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 to 19, reads, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely, in vain, the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. We all are subjected to counsel. In this life, we can't help but collide with counsel. We receive counsel from others. We receive counsel from many sources. People older than us, sometimes people our age, people younger. There are voices and there are influences that press Upon us, there are opinions and ideals and views and thoughts and options. If we're going to live in society, we can't escape counsel. If we're going to live amongst brothers and sisters, we can't escape counsel. If we're going to live with family, we're not going to escape counsel. The truth is, even if we packed up and escaped to some remote, unknown island, there too, our lives would collide with counsel. There's wise counsel and there's foolish counsel. There's proper counsel and there is improper counsel. There's meaningful counsel and there's inconsequential counsel. In Proverbs 1 verses 8 to 19 is a biblical passage speaking to us. It's really counseling us. It's teaching us and instructing us to shun evil counsel. Counsel is advice, it's guidance, it's direction, it's suggestion. Now there are times that counsel is sought out, and there are other times in life when counsel is offered when we aren't seeking it. There are times we're desperate for counsel. We have a situation or a circumstance or we just want some wisdom. We just want to know which way to go, which option to choose. And so we seek counsel. And there are other times when individuals come and they offer us counsel when we haven't even asked for it. 
I'm sure every one of us has experienced both. We embrace wise counsel. We welcome and accept wise counsel. How many love wise counsel? But the question is tonight, what is wise counsel and what is foolish counsel? What is good counsel and what is evil counsel? What is counsel that is to be desired and that which is to be rejected? Now, when it comes to counsel, sometimes there is confusion as to what is good and what is evil. Sometimes it's blatant, and other times evil counsel masquerades as light. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 14 and 15 in the New King James Version. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The Tree of Life Version reads, And no wonder, for even Satan masquerades as an angel of light. It is no great thing, therefore, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be according to their deeds. It's quite the scripture. Quite the verses. And the message reads, Satan does it all the time. Dressing up as a beautiful angel of light. So it shouldn't surprise us when his servants masquerade as servants of God. Now maybe this seems a little heavy tonight. But counsel is something we all deal with. It's something we all face. It's something we all give. And it's something we all receive. So really, this is very practical. This week, I'm sure many of us will perhaps give counsel. We'll be asked to give counsel. We'll receive counsel from others, whether we're seeking it out or whether we're not. We may receive counsel right after service. Receive counsel as we leave this place. It's very practical. Back to Proverbs chapter 1. I'm going to read from the message. Pay close attention, friend, to what your father tells you. Never forget what you learned at your mother's knee. Wear their counsel like flowers in your hair, like rings on your fingers. Dear friend, if bad companions tempt you, don't go along with them. If they say, let's go out and raise some hell, let's beat up some old man, mug some old women, let's pick them clean and get them ready for their funerals, we'll load up on top quality loot, we'll haul it home by the truckload, join us for the time of your life with us, it's share and share alike. Oh friend, don't give them a second look. Don't listen to them for a minute. They're racing to a very bad end, hurrying to ruin everything they lay hands on. Nobody robs a bank with everyone watching, yet that's what these people are doing. They're doing themselves in. When you grab all you can get, that's what happens. The more you get, the less you are. Now, most of us would steer clear of blatantly evil counsel like this. We'd reject it. Most of us would draw the line if a friend came to us and said, let's go out tonight after overdrive. Let's raise some hell. Let's beat up some old man. Let's mug some old woman. Let's pick them clean and get them ready for their funerals. How many would be like, I'm on board? 
Hopefully nobody. And so we would reject counsel like this. If we were counseled in such a way or instructed or guided, we would label that wickedness. We'd label it insanity, foolishness, craziness. But what about counsel that is less blatantly evil? What about counsel that is like patient poison? What about counsel that masquerades as life? Heaven forbid we give it, and heaven forbid we accept it. Number one tonight, give good counsel. If we aren't sure that the counsel we have to offer is 100% backed by the book and backed by the author, we should not offer it. Concerning people's lives, concerning their Christian walk, if we're not 100% sure that our counsel lines up with the Word of God and what God would say, we shouldn't offer it. We should hold back. Spare the people, spare the person. Matthew 18, verse 6, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe and acknowledge and cleave to me to stumble in sin, that is, who entices him or hinders him in right conduct or thought, it would be better, more expedient and profitable or advantageous for him to have a great millstone fashioned, fastened, around his neck, and to be sunk in the depth of the sea. It's actually a real serious thing when we offer counsel. It's actually a real serious thing when we go to somebody and we give them an opinion. It's a real serious thing when somebody comes to us with maybe a God problem, a Christian problem, and we offer our opinion. It's a very serious thing. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You know, even if we think our way wise, I would encourage all of us tonight to make sure it really is wise according to God's idea of what is wise. If we're not sure if the counsel is according to Scripture, we should graciously decline from offering our opinion. Our lives, the manner and the way, if it lines up with the counsel we are giving, it makes the counsel offered more easy to accept, true? If our lives don't line up, it makes the good counsel we offer harder to receive. You remember that scripture, a plank in my eye and the speck in yours? In this life, we all give counsel. Let's make sure it's good. Number two tonight, do not consent to evil counsel. Proverbs 1 verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. All the counsel that comes our way must be lined up with the Word of God. The counsel that we seek out 
and receive must be lined up with the Word of God and the counsel that we are receiving, even when we don't seek it out, must be lined up with the Word of God. No matter who it comes from, no matter how distant or how close the person is to us, no matter our feeling toward the person offering the counsel, no matter what, if it does not line up with the Word of God, do not consent. No matter how good it sounds to us, it's got to line up with the Word of God. Sometimes people mean well, but the counsel they are offering is not right. And again, Proverbs twelve fifteen: the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You know, we have a lot of people offering a lot of counsel these days that simply should not be offering counsel. Maybe it's counsel based on their own experience, their own opinion on the situation, based on something they heard somewhere, the way they think it's going to work out, based on their emotions toward the situation or the circumstance or the person. The only counsel that we should be offering is counsel based on the Word of God that lines up with the Word of God, that lines up with its truth. No matter the mouthpiece, no matter the craftiness of its words, do not consent to evil counsel. Proverbs 1.15, My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. Don't walk the way they're walking. And I know this is probably not what the Scripture is talking about right here, but do not walk in the way with them. I couldn't help but notice that. Walking in the way, sometimes we have those that are in our midst, Christians, and they're offering us unwise counsel. Brothers and sisters, even in Christ, they're offering us unwise counsel. Do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. Number three tonight, wear wise counsel unashamedly. Proverbs 1, verses 8 and 9, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Now I know that not everyone in this room had the same upbringing, not all in this room tonight received wise counsel, instruction, and law from earthly influences as we grew up. Some did, some didn't. We all, however, have a heavenly Father that is now teaching us. We have a perfect Father that is now teaching us, Father God instructing us, counseling us by His Spirit, by His Word, the power of Christ that lives within us. And we all have a mother, the church, that is now instructing us. An old quote, he cannot have God as his father who does not have the church for his mother. You know, we have spiritual fathers and mothers that have instructed us 
wear their counsel unashamedly. The message reads, pay close attention, friend, to what your father tells you. Never forget what you learned at your mother's knee. Wear their counsel like flowers in your hair, like rings on your fingers. I want to say to all of us tonight, do not be ashamed of the wise counsel you have received. Wear it with pride. Sometimes we're ashamed of it. Sometimes we hide it. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. Don't cover it up. Don't trade it. Don't take it off. Don't cast it aside. It is the power of God. When we receive wise counsel, we're receiving the very word of God. We're really receiving the breath of God. Don't hide it. Don't be ashamed to wear wise counsel in situation, in circumstance, in every environment of life, in the church, outside of the church, in your home, when we're at our place of education, occupation, wherever we're at, don't be ashamed to wear wise counsel. It's the power of God. It'll keep us. It'll protect us. Wise counsel is a protection. Don't take it off. It's the power of God. Number four tonight, the counsel we choose takes our life. The counsel we choose takes our life in a certain direction. The counsel we choose takes our life closer to or further from God and his purposes. The counsel we receive and take, it will take us closer to the call, the destiny, God's perfect plan, and the working out of that. Or it'll take us further away. The counsel we receive, the counsel we choose takes our life. I want to look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 19. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Greed consumes a person. It actually takes their life away. It controls and it consumes. Greed for gain takes away the life of its possessor. We live in a world that counsels us concerning greed for gain. To gain for self, to do all, to gain all to give all, to gain for yourself, do anything. To get where you want to be, apparently deserve to be. In this world, we are well counseled concerning this lifestyle and behavior. And if we adopt this manner, if we receive this counsel, it will take away our lives. It'll take our lives in a direction the truth is this, bad counsel, period, takes away the life of its owners. When we receive unwise counsel from those that shouldn't be counseling us, from those that have an attitude problem, from those that have some hidden agenda, 
some evil motive, some twist in their spirit, some twist against the church, some twist against their parents, some twist against leadership, some twist against the brothers and sisters of Christ, some twist against the Word of God because they don't like what it's saying concerning their state of living. Bad counsel, period, will lead us down the wrong trail. You know, sometimes we got too many friends. We say, come on. Everybody wants to be popular. Everybody wants a ton of friends. Well, let's just take a look at the word here and see what it says quickly, all right? Proverbs 18, verse 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The NASB reads, A man of too many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Sometimes we got so many friends and we're trying to please them all. Show ourselves friendly to all of them. It may just lead to our ruin. We adjust our Christianity for some. We tweak it. For those that are wise and those that are godly, well, hey, we flaunt it. We wear that wise counsel with pride. Then we're with the other friends and we're trying to show ourselves friendly. When you have too many friends, too many people to please. Sometimes we got the wrong friends. Proverbs 13, 20, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. The message reads, Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Sometimes we have too many friends. Sometimes we've got the wrong friends. Walk with the wise and you'll be wise. We need wise counsel and we need to accept it even if it feels sometimes like discipline, true? Proverbs 19, verse 20, listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. Counsel, we all give it and we all receive it. And I would encourage all of us tonight to learn how to handle it. It's a serious thing and it's a great responsibility to offer counsel as a Christian. To walk into somebody's circumstance, somebody's situation, somebody's life with Christ and tell them how to walk and how to talk and how to act and where to go and what road to choose and what decision to make. It's serious, isn't it? It's serious. I think sometimes we downplay it. We don't really think it's that serious. 
Like what's the worst that could happen? So we just pick one. You got two options? We got to take it to God. We got to pray. We got to know what His Spirit's saying. We got to get into the Word. Sometimes I think we should just shut our mouths and say, hey, you know what? I don't have an answer right now. Let me go check the Word. I'll come back. Let me, let me gain some counsel of my own and come back and speak into your situation. I don't have an answer right now. Oftentimes we just blurt it out. We give them something because that's how we are. People are praying at an altar and they got some dilemma and so we give them something. And there they walk. I think sometimes it would be better for us just to say, I don't have an answer right now. Like, just be honest with people. Rather than try and put on, you know, sometimes a spiritual cloak and it's like, I'm going to give you a real deep theological answer right now that may not even apply at all to what you're dealing with. Or maybe it does apply, but it's the wrong answer. Not that the word's wrong, but it's the wrong word for that circumstance or for what they're dealing with. It's a real serious thing. It's amazing. You know, you can walk through, uh, not on a Monday night, I'm not saying that, but you can walk through a foyer, you can walk through, you know, sit in someone's home, wherever, where there's Christians gathered, and when there's someone that's maybe struggling or weak in the faith or new in the faith, they're just going through something. It's amazing to hear some of the answers. It's like, it's so unbiblical. That's not what God says. You know, twist scripture or take it out of context or throw one scripture at them and hope it sticks. Apply things that don't apply. It's amazing some of the answers. We're trying to make them feel better and so we dilute the word, right? Just pull some words out, pull some pieces out. Or we use a paraphrase because it's softer. We don't use the King James when we counsel unless we want to get our point across. But if we like the person and we want to make them feel good, we reword it. We take the sting out of the word. Where the sting is what we need. I know we all at times have received counsel from people and it's been strong, but it's been wise. And it's helped us and it's saved us. It's saved us from walking down the wrong trail. It's kept us close to God. It's saved us from our potential ruin. And so our our points tonight... I pray that we take them to heart. That as we give counsel, we really think about it. And understand the weight and the responsibility in the kingdom. We're not mere mortals offering advice. We're here to lift up and encourage and exhort and build up and strengthen and see people rise, to see them grow, walk more closely with Jesus Christ to live a victorious life a life that honors him and glorifies him
Let's stand tonight. team can come back if they'd like. Let's just take a few moments and just consider these points and consider these questions and these statements at the end that sometimes we have too many friends, sometimes we got the wrong friends. That we need to Give wise counsel, we need to receive and accept wise counsel, and that needs to be our heart. When counsel comes, we line it up with the Word. We take it to God. We pray. It wouldn't hurt to fast sometimes if it's serious. To really come to an understanding of what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil, that it may go well with us and that we might honor our King. That we wouldn't walk as the unwise. And sometimes when we're seeking out counsel, we go to the people that are going to tell us what we want to hear. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling this. It's in my emotional you know, realm or box or whatever you got, triangle, square, octagon. Some people, they got a lot of sides. Some it's a circle, it's no sides. But they go to the people that they know are going to tell them what they want to hear. I can tell you right now tonight certain things. I could go to certain people and they tell me exactly what I want to hear. Some questions that I even have here tonight. Some things that are inside of my heart. I could go to certain people. I know they would tell me exactly what I want to hear. I wouldn't even have to give them the options necessarily or tell them the whole situation. I just know they're that type of a person. And then there are those that I know I could take these questions to and they tell me the truth. And it's probably not the answer I want although it is the answer I want because it's the answer I need. And so I, don't, I would encourage every one of us, no matter what we're talking about here tonight, even down to the smallest thing, I mean, I believe to be precise in our walk with the Lord, even down to the little details because I thank God that He's a detail God and He cares about the details. But everything in our lives, every everything we face, every season, that we take it to people that are going to tell us the truth. Even if it hurts. Even if it stings. I don't want a bunch of yes men. I want to know what God wants me to know. And sometimes we can't figure that out on our own. Wisdom has many fathers. Foolishness has none. Or the ones that they want. So the band can just play tonight. Just take a moment or two. We'll wrap up in just a couple minutes here. Let's just consider this and offer ourselves to the Lord. Commit to give good counsel and receive wise counsel. Maybe we're here tonight and we've been 
receiving a lot of counsel and we've strolled in here. It's like we got this big bag we're carrying in just full of counsel. And it's weighing us down. It's leading us in the wrong direction. Maybe it's not wise counsel. Maybe we need to just lay it aside. Just take a few moments. The team can sing and lead. And then we're going to pray. If you need prayer for anything, of course that opportunity is available right now. You can even turn to somebody, your right or on your left, or a family here and ask them to pray with you. You don't have to come to the front. Let's commit to the Lord and then we'll close.